In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. in political history. We love Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love Well, hello everybody. God bless you and thank you for being locked and loaded right here on live from America all over social media, but exclusively on Real America's Voice News Network. And you can get their, uh, you can get Real America's Voice News pretty much anywhere. If you have Pluto, if you have Roku, Fire Stick, Android, Apple, Samsung, if you have a phone and you, and you can download apps, if you have the ability to go to americasvoice.news, you can see live from America. I want to thank you all for being here today. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live-free-or-die granite state of New Hampshire. And it's an honor to be here with you every single day on this beautiful Friday, April 22nd, year of our Lord, 2022. Um, I've been, myself and everybody else on Real America's Voice News has been highlighting the amazing job that Ben Berkwam has been doing on the border, bringing us footage that we have never seen before, bringing us footage that no other news station has been capturing and giving to the American people. I want to continue to highlight the work that Ben Berkwam is doing on that border because the effort and the courage that he is displaying in order to bring this truth to the American people, like I said yesterday, will end up getting him an award someday because there's very few people that are out there doing what he's doing. He sent us a video this morning um, from uh, this is after what I showed you yesterday with him on the boat. And uh, I think you guys really need to see this. So this is Ben Berkwam bringing you uh, footage that you've never seen before on the story of the Southern border invasion. Check this out. Back down here to the port, port, port de Limon. Where are you from? Ghana. Ghana? Senegal. Senegal? Yeah, man. Pakistan. Pakistan. Where is it from? Bangladesh. Bangladesh? Bangladesh? Afghanistan. Hi, hi, hi. Hey, how are you? How are you? Hey, can we talk real quick? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, So you made it down here? Yeah. Can you talk to us real quick about um, what we were talking about yesterday? Yes, why not? So uh, you escaped Afghanistan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After Biden left everyone to die? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was the situation that uh, the, uh, uh, whenever we were there, so after the, the, we lost all the jobs, we lost all the professional activities, so 
uh, dear Rosdaris, for uh, our lives, so dear for we left uh, our countries. So therefore, this is the way that we have to escape the country. And they just keep coming. We got more boats coming in. Venezuela? Pakistan. Pakistan. Okay, another Pakistan. Venezuela? And they're bringing them in. You can see the boats down here. So they're actually using the boats that they use for their own markets. We got plantains and avocados and then those, all the life vests. The crazy thing about this is now you have the villages that are fighting about it because they're getting $25 per person to take them to this point versus a you know, small amount of money they're getting for moving the avocados and plantains. So the boat drivers are loving it, but it's also just trashing their communities and trashing the culture as they go. So it's just a, it's a tough situation and it's only getting worse. See, all these guys, we're talking to them, they all know Title 42 is going away. Uh, Biden has invited the open borders and they're coming now. Every single one of them we've, we've talked to, most of them have been, other than the guys coming out of Afghanistan, most of them have been in a safe country for three, four, five, six years, uh, Brazil and Chile, and now they're all coming up right now. We're gonna see millions, millions coming if something doesn't change. That's why, but when I, when I, when I get in, so <laughs> everything was lying. Everything was lying. Just a, it's, all, it's all a lie. Man, I see things so I will never take in. So how, I how many that. how many bodies did you see? There is uh, three girl. There is a one guy uh, and his children was dead too because he he just forget because he couldn't um, save his children. He hung himself. Yeah. Wow. Um, so you wouldn't you wouldn't recommend this to anybody? No, uh, really, really. So if somebody would like to go to the US. So I'll try to get a visa. We just had the first truck leave. Next truck's coming down. It's gonna take a few loads to get them out of here. And this is happening every single day at this one little port, Porto Limon in Panama. Basically on, this is the edge. That right there is the Darien Gap. All of that back there is really no man's land. So that first truck just left heading to the shelter here where they're basically going to process them and get them through Panama as fast as they can. Uh, it's they, they, they call it controlled flow and that's what they're working on is just sending them as fast as they possibly can, uh, getting them out of the country so that it's not Panama's problem. Same through Costa Rica, get them out, get them out, get them out because they see the damage, the environmental damage this is doing, the economic damage it's doing and everything else. So rather than dealing with the problem, then we had Secretary Mayorkas and Blinken down here, rather than helping deal with the problem and stopping it in Panama, all they're doing is inviting more of it. These roads are gonna be packed with people. As Title 42 goes away, uh, this entire road, we're about a mile away from the uh, Highway 1 that starts here in Panama, it actually ends in Panama. There's no road to South America, a lot of people don't know that. But that road is a corridor all the way up, goes all the way to Canada. That is where they're coming. And ultimately they're gonna spread throughout the US and there's no end in sight. And if anything, uh, what Joe Biden and the Democrats in Washington, D.C. are doing are incentivizing more of this and talking to these people, what they're going through as they come on this journey, the robberies, the extortions, the rapes, the murders. It's just evil. It's pure evil. And that's what the left is inviting. Folks, that's Ben Berkwam. That is a courageous man. That is a man on a mission for truth. Now, none of us like to see what he's showing us. But we're not going to be able to stop this unless we know what's happening. And just at the southern border is not where it's all happening. Ben went deeper. Ben is in the Darien Gap. Ben is seeing the vastness of this southern border invasion. And the atrocities that are happening to these people along the way, you and I could only see that in horror movies. And Ben is seeing it in real life. Let's pray for Ben. Let's pray for this country. Because we need it. I would also like to uh, ask for you, uh, for you to pray for Marjorie Taylor Greene. As we all know, today was the day where uh, she is fighting for her political life for no reason at all. Only because the Democrats do not want people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. They don't want people like myself and fighters in there exposing their century-long crimes 
in the swamp of D.C. I was getting play-by-play from the courtroom. Um, Matt Gates came in. Marjorie walked into a full applause, standing ovation, small courtroom, about 80 people. Judge shot down the opposition's attempt to use an expert witness, but the judge allowed this guy on the stand, the same guy, to ramble about rebellions in the 1800s. Marjorie's attorney has objected repeatedly. He continues to sustain or overrule. And uh, all you can do is we can just pray for Marjorie. Uh, She's one of us. She's a fighter. You may not like certain things. You may have gotten caught up in the he said, she said with other people that don't like her, but she's a fighter. And if you're not going to support her, well, then you might as well just turn around and start supporting people like Kevin McCarthy and the rest of the rhinos because you've got two choices in this Republican Party, and those are your two choices. Folks, let's go to God because we need a lot more of that. This morning's newsletter is what I will read from right now, and I titled it, Don't Walk, But Run with uh, run to Christ with Purpose. Again, don't walk, but run to Christ with a purpose. Verse or verses of the day, 1 Corinthians 9, 23, uh, 22 through 27. When I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness. For I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and to share it, uh, to, to the good news and share in its blessing. Do you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Run with purpose. Now, I took this from the NLT, the New Living Translation, but I also read from the King James Version to see what words were changed. I suggest doing this if you have multiple translations, as I have been blessed with. The one thing to take away from these verses is to run to Christ with a purpose. That purpose is to please him and to spread his word to others so that they may also experience it. People think that Christians want to push their faith on everyone else so they live just like we do. It's not the case. We want you to receive this lottery-sized free gift to experience joy, which is the greatest feeling in the world. In a real race, there is only one winner. In this race, you actually do get a participation trophy because everybody wins. You win just by receiving the free gift. So the purpose isn't the prize. The purpose is is the wanting to please the Lord. Remember when you were a kid and you wanted to show your parents something great that you did for them? Maybe you cleaned the house or washed their car. Maybe you did chores without being asked, and when they were pleased with you, it made you feel good. Well, the same thing goes with God, folks. Your purpose is to thank him and please him, and that is it. But what ends up happening is that what pleases him actually helps someone else. So run with a purpose today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now let's go to the Lord with purpose. With purpose from your lips to his ears, let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Remember, folks, just running that race and running that race with a purpose to Christ pleases him so much because in all of that running that you're doing, you're actually helping someone else. Great news. It's the gospel. So you might as well spread it. 
We'll be right back with more Live from America here on Real America's Voice News right after this. Please stay tuned. And for that live audience, yes, it is that Friday. It's the Friday that we only have one show. So in case you're a little confused why we're doing things like we do in the evening, it's because of that. So let me give some shout outs right now. I'd like to say hello to Claire. I'd like to say hello to Cindy. I'd like to say hello to Michelle Curl. God bless you. I'd like to say hello to Wayne. How you doing, Wayne? Good to see you. Michelle Groff, God bless you. Amen. Lacey Barcelo, she says, God's got us. Well, if anybody's got us, it's God. We've got Jim and Barbara Peters. God bless the both of you. I love you more than you know. Cindy Lou Who, 1986, is watching here on Rumble. God bless you. Slabstick, shout out from Arkansas. Boy, I enjoyed my time in Arkansas. I have to say, let me shoot over to the Getter live stream. We've got Janet English Rose. We've got Sherry, 2032. We've got Texas Chick in the building watching. How you doing? Benny Clow Music. You are an amazing man, sir, and your music is amazing. God bless you. Um, I'd like to say hello to Brian Tharp, who's watching on Getter. Let's shoot over to Facebook. Kevin Stevenson, if you're not on the LFA Producer Facebook page, you might want to follow it because the show airs there as well. Stacy Baker, good morning and God bless you. Dennis Shonda, Teresa Stout Howard. How are you? Good to see you. We've got some money coming in on Rumble Rants this morning. I want to say thank you for that because that all goes today to help out and uh, keep our producer here employed. Um, we're going to rely on you guys to keep him employed just like we, re- you, we relied on you and all, and, and all we're relying on God. So thank you all very much. Everybody said, where's your hat today? Why are you dressed like that today? I don't know. Just felt like doing something different today. No real reason. Just loving life changing it up a bit, trying to look a little bit dapper for my wife so that she goes, hey, you know what? He's not just a uh, slug who gets out of bed and goes to work for 14 hours a day. He's actually trying to impress me. Maybe that's why I'm doing it. I don't know. Long story short, I just felt like doing it. So that's the reason why. No big real reason. Uh, Why no Doug Mastriano lately? I actually had Doug Mastriano on about three weeks, three and a half weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Um, No real reason. Just that we're trying to get through the sh- trying to get through every day, bring on new people, trying to keep things cu- uh, up to date and current, and and and, uh, and and introduce you to new people, which is why we had Jr. Majewski on the other day. So that was great. How you doing, Heather Raddick? Good to see you, Marilyn uh, Haubick. Uh, there's your shout out, ma'am. God bless you, Donnie C. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate that, sir. And again, this is only one show today, so if you guys could please do me the favor and get those 1,000 shares out that we want to get to, it would truly be amazing. we got a great stories for you today, so let's get right to it because I know that people are going to want to hear what we got to say today. So let's come back from this commercial break, and let's get right back to it. Here we go. God bless each and every one of you, and thank you for joining here on Live from America. This is the most interactive with the audience show on TV today, especially during the commercial breaks. If you follow me on social media, if you don't know where I am on social media, it's very easy. We've made it easy for you. Just go to jeremyherald.com. Scroll down on the first page and you'll see every social media platform that we're on. Click that link and it brings you right to my page. Definitely follow that. And you're going to want to make sure that you follow me on Getter because when I'm on the road and when me and Dave Bray USA start doing our video in early May. All the behind-the-scenes footage will come via Getter Live. So you're going to want to get Getter and follow me there. Here we go, first and foremost section on this beautiful, beautiful Friday. Open up, lift up your cups, and let's have our first slurp. Here we go. Since Donald Trump came into office in 2016, he vowed and promised to what? Drain the swamp. Amen? That was his promise. But when they illegally removed Donald Trump from our White House that he legitimately won in 2020, which was start, the start of his second term, when they illegally removed him and stole the election, that they cannot prove that they won fair and square, that responsibility of draining the swamp shifted to we the people. And it took us 17 months without our leader in the White House where he rightfully belongs. It's only taken us 17 months to destroy CNN, to destroy the Uniparty, 
to destroy the good old boy Republican Party, to destroy Twitter, and now we're on our way to destroying that groomer, pedophile-powered company, Disney. Folks, many hands make light work. There was no way that Donald Trump was going to drain the swamp alone. And think about this. Had they not stole the election or had they not gotten away with stealing the election, none of us would be working this hard today. So always look for the glass half full scenario. Always look for the silver lining in every situation because God does not have us here for nothing. And if you believe God has a plan, if you believe he's working behind the scenes, if you believe that you can't beat God, and if you believe you're on his side, then we are here right now for a reason. And that reason is so that we can all come back with Donald Trump alongside him rather than behind him, hoping that he paves the way for us. Now, I would like to say that we've done a pretty good job. I would like to say that we've done a pretty good job. You have done a pretty good job. No, matter of fact, let me rephrase that. You've done a phenomenal job. What you're doing is nothing short of revolutionary and only comes once every 10 generations or so. So you're part of history. Enjoy it. Embrace it and keep moving forward. And now is the time for this new Republican Party which includes people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's fighting for her political life right now in court in Georgia. Now is the time for this new Republican Party to continue to expose the darkness and the dark side of Disney once and for all. And I mean what I say, and I say what I mean. Let's get into this right now. This is incredible, okay? Because there's a lot going on at Disney that a lot of people just don't know about. Many Americans might be surprised to learn that Disney's war against Ron DeSantis' anti-groomer law exists within a context of a long history of questionable conduct, molestation, and many more accusations on the part of their very corrupt and dark company. Few these days remember that Clinton Cash... Author Peter Schweitzer wrote a bombshell investigation expose in 1999 about Walt Disney called Disney, the Mouse Betrayed. Now, I don't know if anybody else has shown this to you, but I know that I've shown you footage and bringing you and I've brought you stories of Disney cruise ships where there was rape and molestation. I brought you stories of many Disney employees being indicted for sexual crimes against adults and children over the last couple months. Now, the explosive book that was uh, inked in 1999 caught the eye of Brian Ross, ABC's top investigative reporter, and he landed an exclusive contract with the publisher of the book and quickly began working with Schweitzer on a piece for the news uh, for the news show 2020. Schweitzer's book alleged very serious safety and hiring problems at Florida's Walt Disney World and also centered a mass corruption, greed, and children at risk scheme and crime syndicate, basically. The 2020 piece focused on the book's claim that Walt Disney World neglected to perform proper security checks that would have prevented the hiring of sex offenders as well as allegations that the park had serious peeping Tom problems. As you would have expected from Schweitzer's work, the book included copies of police reports and alleged pedophiles who had been working at at the park. David Weston was the president of ABC News, and when he got wind of the Disney expose, he quickly killed the project, which is why the world never knew about it, and the pedophilia continued. Now, many speculated that he axed the piece way back then because Walt Disney Corp and company owned ABC. However, ABC spokeswoman Eileen Murphy denied those claims and said the story just didn't work and it had nothing to do with Disney. Oh, contraire, my little fish stick. I believe it had a lot to do with Disney. Actually, I don't have to believe it had a lot to do with Disney. I know it had a lot to do with Disney because we have the proof, we have the police work, we have all of it. Now, I want to take you on a little ride here to show you the problems that Disney's been having. In September 
of 2021. A family sued Disney Cruise Line because they saw their three-year-old was groped and sexually molested during her stay at the Oceaneer Club daycare. That was last year. Also last year, something you might not have heard about. They arrested several Disney employees in a child sex sting. There was tons of them. Operated by the Polk County Sheriff's Department. One man arrested was a lifeguard at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. And just a few days after the Disney regime came out against Florida's anti-grooming law, police arrested four of their employees in another child trafficking sting. Folks, if you've not shared this video, get your fingers working right now until your fingernails bleed. This needs to get out there, and there should be a lot more people watching this right now than there is. But it's not just the parks. In June of 2021, police charged former Disney uh, star Kyle Massey with sending pornography to a 13-year-old. And just look at the laundry list of former Disney stars who've become dregs of humanity at worst and disheveled disasters at best. Look at Britney Spears. Look at Lindsay Lohan. Look at Demi Lovato, just to name a few. So what's going on here, folks? It's got to be a lot deeper than what you're hearing on the, on the surface. There's, a very, there's every appearance of a pattern of documented abuse and predatory behavior that has gone on for decades at Disney's themes parks, their cruise ships, and within their entertainment empire as well, including the businesses that they own and the companies that they own. Now, I want to take you back in the day, and I want to take you back when CNN actually had a little bit of a credibility Okay, I want to take you back to when uh, this this huge documentary was done on this. I want to remove the lower third banners if I can. I don't care if it shows uh, CNN because this is back when CNN was actually on to something. Uh, let's go ahead and play this doc, this uh, this story that nobody seems to be talking about and nobody seems to remember. As a matter of fact, here we go. They are people you would least expect. Some are married with children. I've been on Craigslist looking for a friend. Others have been working with children for years. I work around kids all the time at Disney. This man even admits to having sex with an underage teen before getting caught. We talked and kissed. All of them employees at Florida's Walt Disney World, known as the happiest place on earth. All of them arrested. A CNN investigation found since 2006, at least 35 Disney employees have been arrested for sex crimes against children, trying to meet minors for sex or for possession of child pornography. And it's not just Disney. Five employees were arrested from Universal Orlando and two from SeaWorld. So far, 32 have been convicted eight have pled not guilty and two have not entered a plea to be clear none of these cases involve children or teenagers visiting the parks however according to law enforcement despite the most stringent background checks child sexual predators are still being hired do you think that it was wrong to come here to meet a 14 year old this is 40 year old alan treister who police say advertised himself online as Big Teddy Bear for Younger Chaser. He was a concierge at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, previously working the Toy Story ride. This is Treister getting arrested after police say he showed up to meet what he thought was a 14-year-old boy, hoping, according to his text messages, to fulfill a fantasy. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, I have to get ready to go to a commercial break real quick. We'll play a little bit more of this when we come back from this commercial break because you need to understand the kind of people that Disney cont- has hired in the past and the kind of people that Disney continues to hire. And this is what we need to expose. And we need to expose it now before any, mo- any uh, mother has to deal with this kind of horrific tragedy for their child ever again. We'll be right back with more Live from America right after this. So for my live audience, what do you guys think of that so far? What do you guys think of that? How, how long have you known that this has been going on? Now, this has been going on at least traceable. 
back into the 90s, to, to, the, to the mid to the early 90s that I can trace back. I've been looking up police records. I've been looking up allegations that have been swept under the rug. I've been looking up old videos that, that were snuffed out before the internet even existed. And I, what I've been finding and what I've stumbled across is nothing short of absolutely puke-worthy disgusting. I'm talking Hunter Biden laptop disgusting. Hunter Biden laptop disgusting. These people and the people that they keep in their parks and employed in their companies, I'm telling you, I wonder how much Jeffrey Epstein had to do with these people. I'm wondering how deep this actually goes. Let's just come right back from this commercial break and continue to play this because I think people need to see this uh, more than, uh, than me talking to the crowd. So here we go. Welcome back to Real America's Voice. Now, that last segment here on Live from America, where we're highlighting the pedophiles and the sex offenders that Disney keeps company with and puts uh, children in harm by hiring, uh, that was supposed to be only one segment. However, folks, this is a deep story. This is, this is a big story, and nobody's putting the amount of time and effort into this story as needs to be. So I'll continue to play this if you'll, uh, if, you'll, if you'll allow me to, because I think this kind of stuff needs to be exposed on a massive level. So let's go back to this where we, where we left off, if we can. <clears throat> However, listen to what he tells detectives during his interrogation. He actually confesses to having sex with a teenage boy just three and a half weeks before this Polk County sting. So you still went there for that, to have sex with him, knowing that he was 15 years old? Was that another fantasy? I mean, I was, a, again, a younger age, so... I guess. That's right. Treester admits he drove to Georgia to have sex with a 15-year-old boy he met online. My life is ruined. My family's life is ruined. 49-year-old Robert Kingsolver was a maintenance supervisor at Disney's Magic Kingdom, monitoring and fixing rides like teacups, Winnie the Pooh, and It's a Small World. He says he loved his job, especially the children. To see the look on the, the children's faces, to, you know, when they get to see, you know, Prince Charming or maybe running into Mickey, that was the best part, is just seeing kids glow and seeing their heroes. That all ended in February when King Solver pulled into this driveway, not knowing that he was walking into a sting operation. Within seconds, he is caught and arrested for trying to seduce and lure a 14-year-old child to have sex. All right, I think that's enough of that. I don't think we need to play any more of that. I think you've seen enough of that. Long story short, folks, this is the kind of stuff that needs to be exposed and people need to know about. See, there's a big problem with this country, and that is this country does not want the world to know about the problems that lie beneath the surface with our elite, with our athletes, with our elected officials, with Hollywood, or anybody else who considers you a peasant and them above you. Because these are sick, sick people. And they are all, they are all guided by the evil, evil of Satan. And they have no moral compass whatsoever. So it is up to you and it's up to me to expose these losers and get them out in the open. Now there's another loser that I think that we need to expose and get out in the open. And that is Tony the Ratface Fauci. Now, we've already exposed him about as much as, 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 uh, as we can to, to this date. But we need, to keep the, uh, we need to keep the light on these rats. We need to keep the, sh- the light shining on these rats. Because if we don't, they will multiply and they will fester and they will continue to take down our country. Now, Tony the Ratface Fauci said some pretty scary but very, very interesting things yesterday that I think that you guys need to be aware of. We're going to pull this up here real, uh, real quickly. I, don't, I know you don't want to hear what he has to say, but he seems to think that the CDC should have unilateral power over Congress. He does not think that Congress or a judge or anybody should be able to tell the CDC what they need to do, and he thinks that the CDC should have full power 
to lock you down, to take away your life, to take you away from life, to take away your family, to do anything they need to do for the, quote, greater good. Listen to Tony the Rat Face Fauci here. Both surprised and disappointed because those types of things really are the purview of the CDC. This is a public health issue. And for a court to come in, and if you look at the the rationale for that, it really is not particularly firm. And we are concerned about that, about courts getting involved in things that are unequivocally public health decisions. I mean, this is a CDC issue. It should not not have been a court issue. So we're hoping that the inevitable increase in cases which we're seeing are not going to be associated with an increase in hospitalizations. So all of these dynamic things going on at the same time, it was perfectly logical for the CDC to say, wait a minute, we were planning on ending this mandate on a certain date. Let's wait a period of time until May 3rd, which was a very sound public health decision. So for a court to come in and interfere in that is really unfortunate. It's unfortunate because it's against public health principles, number one. And number two is because that's no place for the courts to do that. This is a CDC decision, and that's very bad precedent when you have courts making a decision and looking at what the basis of the decision was it was not sound. No, it was not sound, you massive loser. And it was not legal, and it was not right for the CDC to have unilateral powers to impose the illegal mask mandate to begin with. You never follow the science, the judge did. It's quite concerning when a court can come in and ruin what we're trying to do. Ah, that's called America. You scum of the earth loser, Tony Fauci. You high-paid, pharmaceutical kickback piece of crap. And I am glad, for one, that you are about ready to be flushed down the toilet. I'm glad that you're about ready to be a thing of the past, just like COVID is. Nobody's afraid of the flu anymore, loser. What a scumbag this guy is. Look, I could, anytime I look at this man, I just get angry. I get enraged. The words that he just said are so scary, and they should scare the crap out of anybody who's watching this show. He literally, he literally said, courts have no jurisdiction over what the CDC says, is basically what he's saying. They should not have that. That means that he does not believe in our republic. He must think that we live in a tyrannical uh, um, uh, third world kingdom or something. I don't know. That guy, that guy needs to go. That guy needs to go. That's all I know. Now, folks, we're going to continue to expose, and it's time to go rhino hunting. Time to go rhino hunting. And once again, we have Kevin the Coward McCarthy, or Kevin McCar- Coward, as we like to call him here on Live from America. Never liked this guy. Knew this guy was the scum of the earth from the very beginning of the minute I met, uh, uh, first saw this guy on TV. He's a liar. He's a rhino. He's an anti-Trump uh, uh, rhino, and he hates MAGA, and he hates every one of you. And there is no difference between yellow Teletubby Liz Cheney, action figure ankle-biting Adam Kinzinger, mom jeans Mitt Romney, and Kevin the Coward McCarthy, folks. We've got him in our scopes today. And I got to say, this might be the first time I've ever said this in my entire life. I would like to thank Richard Maddow. It is nice When Richard Maddow actually does us a favor, it's really nice. So I'd like to thank Richard Maddow for doing that. I mean, poor Richard Maddow. She thinks she was hurting the Republican Party by doing this. But this is how out of touch people like Richard Maddow and the rest of the Uniparty Democrat swamp donkey rhinos are. This is how out of touch they are. Because she thought that she was actually hurting the Republican Party by putting the story out. But what she was really doing was helping us and helping Trump to rid the party of these rhinos. Kevin McCarthy was caught on tape with Liz Cheney, and Liz Cheney was the one who recorded this, by the way, and just put this out. Kevin McCarthy was caught on tape saying that he wanted President Trump to resign after January 6th. When asked about this, he said, nope, didn't happen. I never said that. Well, you did say that, and we have audio of you saying that with Liz Cheney, and she set you up. That's how much of a loser you are. Liz Cheney actually set you up. If Liz Cheney can set you up, then you are definitely a loser. We're going to go ahead, and we're going to play this quick video for you from Richard Maddow's show. 
Let's go ahead and play the tape. So there he goes. He goes, I think this will pass, and I think it'll be my recommendation that President Trump resign. This phone call, by the way, folks, was on January 10th, four days after January 6th, when Kevin McCarthy was calling for the resignation of January uh, of, of President Trump, was calling January 6th an insurrection, and, and much more. And by the way, he goes on in this same exact conversation to say that any Republican who believes the President Trump lie should also be banned from Twitter. That means Marjorie Taylor Greene. That means Madison Cawthorn. That means everybody who's a MAGA candidate, he said, should be banned from Twitter while he says he aggressively fights it. We'll be right back with more right after this. This guy is an absolute loser. For the, uh, for, the, for the social media audience, I want to go ahead and play this for you. Play the second part of this for you where he actually says that uh, he thinks that people like you and people like me, we should have been banned from Twitter right along with President Trump. Let's go ahead and play this if we can. Let me ask you about another bombastic allegation or at least bombastic reality that you guys portray in the same chapter of the book, which is that Mr. McCarthy also, according to your reporting, called for more members of his caucus, other Republican members of Congress to have their Twitter accounts cut off the same way that Trump was was cut off from Twitter. He's also denying that he said that. What is your reaction to that denial? I can't quite do a Mad Al style justice here, but I'll try. If you if you take yourself back to this period, January of 2021, remember President Trump uh, was widely seen after January 6th as potentially inciting a second attack on the Capitol, and so Twitter took action and re- and removed him um, from that platform. And so what McCarthy is talking about is. Um, he, he's hearing from his fellow GOP leaders on this call about some of the more bombastic tweets from far right members of the House caucus who are, you know, um, looking for any rationalization about the attack of January 6th. And McCarthy says out loud on this call, you know, can't they take their uh, Twitter accounts away, too? Um, which is striking, given his uh, you know, tough talk today about taking on high tech companies. So basically what this guy does is he does one thing in front of cameras and says something completely different behind closed doors. That, folks, is the problem. That is why this guy needs to get out of our, out of our party. He cannot be the leader of this party, for sure. Cannot be the leader of this party. Let's, uh, let's come back from this commercial break and uh, let's, get into, let's discuss that a little bit more. And uh, we've also got a Dum Dum Award to give away, so let's do that as well. Here we go. Welcome back to Live from America, folks, here on Real America's Voice News. Uh, Before the break, we were talking about Kevin McCarthy. Now, he does one thing in front of cameras and says completely opposite things behind uh, closed doors. He wanted President Trump to resign, but he didn't have the courage, didn't have the spine to tell him that, but he told Liz Cheney that. Then he goes on to say that Republicans that believe the big lie of President Trump and that were involved in this insurrection, yes, he used those words, should also be banned from Twitter. And you know what? To this day, 
Isn't Marjorie Taylor Greene been banned from Twitter and other prominent Republicans who believe the illegitimacy of the Biden residency? Kevin McCow- uh, Kevin McCoward called for that, just so you know. That was his call. He called for that. And that's why we need to remove this loser from our party. He cannot be the leader of this party. So for that... Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day goes to Rhino Kevin McCarthy. Bye-bye. We don't want you here anymore. Now, why Liz Cheney would have recorded this, I don't know. She's a snake. She's a snake. She's a warmonger. She's not much different than her father. I don't know. What I do know about Liz Cheney, though, since we're rhino hunting folks, what I do know about her is that she has raised more money from Northern Virginia for her campaign by far than she's raising in her own home state of Wyoming. And what does that tell you about how the people of Wyoming feel about Liz Cheney? What does that tell you? That tells you, that tells you they don't want her. She's getting millions of dollars from Northern Virginia but is getting almost nothing from, my, uh, from home in Wyoming. Now, the other day I had J.R. Majewski on the show. If you don't know who J.R. Majewski is, J.R. Majewski is running for the 9th uh, District for U.S. Congress in Ohio. And he made a statement the other day that I thought was, uh, it was very intelligent and something nobody's bringing up. How are we supposed to Destroy the Republican Party as we know it. Destroy the Democratic Party as we know it if we continue to allow millions and millions of dollars to flow into the candidate's campaign that the swamp wants in office and not allow people like Candace Taylor and not allow people like myself or others to even get to the debates because we don't meet their standards. I thought that was a very, very intelligent thing for J.R. Majewski to say. Shout out to him because he's right. If we don't stop the way that campaigns are financed with big donors and millionaires, then we're never going to fix this problem. I want to dive into this Liz Cheney story for the people of Wyoming real quick. Only about 2%, 2% or equal to how many uh, the percentage of people that wanted Kamala Harris to be the president back in 2020 of contributors to Liz Cheney's re-election campaign were actually from her home state of Wyoming. That means 98% is coming out of the swamp. Wyoming Republican and yellow Teletubby representative Liz Cheney, warmonger, uh, whose father shoots people in the face and, and, and owes the American people trillions of dollars, celebrated a major fundraising hall last week when this year's first quarter filings eclipsed $10 million dollars raised for the endangered lawmaker in a competitive primary. After Cheney raised more than $2.3 million this year alone, her campaign war chest was $6.8 million in cash on hand four months before the GOP contest headlined the swamp-focused politicos playbook. Quote, in previous cycles, it was common for Cheney to raise a few hundred thousand dollars in a quarter, mostly from Wyoming residents. The playbook authors wrote on Monday last week, adding, with the national attention um, on her race, uh, she's received the uh, money and money's been pouring in from across the country. The newsletter linked to an analysis of Cheney's campaign finances from Open Secrets published before 2022's first quarter filing on April 15th. Money from California and Texas now make up the bulk of the Wyoming lawmakers funding. Cheney's re-election bid is also being financed by the same Democrat donors who bankrolled what? The Lincoln Project. And we all know the Lincoln Project had a bunch of Republican rhinos in there that hated President Trump. Her first quarter filing for this year showed little difference with Cheney raking more from her constituents in Northern Virginia, where she spends much of her time than her constituents who first sent her to Washington, D.C. in 2016. According to a, a Federalist analysis, of Cheney's campaign finances to date, based on public records from the Federal Election Commission, less than 10% of the dollars Cheney raised came from Wyoming residents. Only about 2% of Cheney's total contributions were from her home state. That means that people in the swamp, big Democrat donors, and big donors who are on the Republican side hate that hate Trump are all trying to make sure she wins. Why? Because she's not a Republican. She was never a Republican. 
We need to continue to focus on these people and remove them from our party. There is no reason for them to be here. Nobody wants them. Nobody likes them. Time to bounce. Bye-bye. It's a new Republican Party, and you're not part of it. Sorry, you're not part of the Cool Kids Club. See you later. Have a good day. Now, some good news, folks, is top officials in the White House and in the Pentagon are leaving at an astronomical rate. Why? Because they see the same thing coming down the pipeline is those loser 32 incumbent Democrats who are heading for the hills with their tail between their legs. Another top Pentagon official has resigned and on his way out warned that the Pentagon is, quote, falling behind in the technology battle with U.S. rivals. Another top senior Pentagon official said, I'm out of here, declaring that the Pentagon needs structural change and is falling behind in the technology battle with the U.S. rivals like China and Russia. Preston Dunlop announced on his LinkedIn account Monday that he will leave the Pentagon in the coming weeks. Dunlop, or Dunlap is the founding chief architect officer of the Department of the Air Force and oversees the architecture of over $70 billion of United States Space Force and U.S. Air Force research development and acquisition programs. So when a guy with a resume like that, that oversees money like that, that oversees departments like that, tells you we're in big trouble. We're in big trouble. We as a country rule this country. This is a government for the people, of the people, by the people. Last night, I sat down before I went to bed and I watched a movie, Lincoln, with Daniel Day-Lewis. Remember that movie? If you've not watched that movie, I think you should go watch it. Because in that movie, there is a heck of a lot more animosity between Democrats and Republicans than there is today. But you know what? People got... People were able to remove people because they were doing a bad job. People were able to expose and get people out of there. They were doing a bad job. And you know what? They called us the Radical Republican Party back then, too, because we wanted to free the slaves. They're calling us the Radical Republican Party today because we want to remove by right, by duty, by our birthright, enshrined in the Constitution. When you have a government that becomes too big for its own britches and becomes a tyrannical government, then they need to be removed. And this guy is telling us we're there. So I think we need a new strategy. I think there's people working behind the scenes to make sure that happens. Also, another major big blow to miss 2%, Cackling Kamala Harris, as her staff is leaving more and more every day. Now, her, depu- her, her chief of staff has left following just a week ago, her deputy chief of staff, who decided they were going to leave. Excuse me, not a week ago, a month ago. Her entire uh, team of people is falling apart. Why? Why is that happening? Why is Kamala Harris losing people left and right? It's because the same reason this Pentagon official is leaving. It's the same reason that the 32 incumbent Democrats are leaving. It's the same reason that the Obamas are getting booted from Spotify. It's because there's a shift. There's a shift. The winds have shifted. No longer does the country trust support or want to back the Democratic Party because they've seen that this is no longer a Democrat Party. This is a communist party. There is no place for communism in the United States of America. No matter how many illegals you bring into this country. Matter of fact, it's actually backfiring you because the illegals that you're bringing into this country are most likely from communist countries themselves. The Democrat Party is being destroyed and we love it. And I love every single bit of it as well. Folks, I'd like to give you a quick update on the Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, getting the play-by-play again for the Real America's Voice News audience. This is the Friday that we do the morning show, and uh, it replays. So you're probably, you're probably already seeing this a little later. Um, but the judge is not happy with the opposing counsel. Counsel says this is not a theater courtroom, um, and it looks to, to, to everybody there that it's going Marjorie Taylor Greene's way. So just continue to pray for that. As we get ready for our next commercial break here on Real America's Voice News, the winds are shifting, the tides are changing, and we are taking back America, folks. We'll be right back. The last segment here on Real America's Voice News. This is Live from America. I'm Jeremy Harrell. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. So what do you guys think? You guys having a good day today? We having a good day? You think it's a good show? I believe we had some good news today. I believe we definitely are 
shifting this country. This country is definitely shifting from what it was two years ago. Uh, even under President Trump, you could see that the country was in a bad, bad place um, socially. Maybe not economically, no. Maybe not financially or any way like that. Maybe not with our workforce or our, or our borders or, or any of that. I'm talking about within. They, they were able to dig their claws into our youth and to our society to make them believe some crap that never was true. And I think they started, we're starting to see through it. Jeremy, I get so easily depressed about all these evils, says Lisa Naquin. Well, Lisa, you know what you can do? Grab that B-I-B-L-E and get yourself out of that depression. I can't get you out of it. Most people would not be able to get you out of, it, out of it, but God can. God definitely can. So make sure you pick up that B-I-B-L-E and read those basic, basic instructions before leaving earth. Jeremy, we need to look into all the food centers burning down. I've actually been talking with people about that. So we will touch on that next week for sure. 100% for sure. McCarthy also stripped MTG of her job in Congress. Yes, he did. Scumbag. No other nice way to say it. The guy's a loser. Jeremy, if you seriously need help with an intern, I can help part-time. Heather, I've seen you say that, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. We'll, get, we'll reach out to people when, as we need to for sure, okay? All right. Let's end the show with a smile, shall we? I've got a great, uh, I've got a great way to end the show for you guys today, so we're going to go ahead and do that. Here we go. Let's come back from this break. And welcome back, folks. What a great week we had here. You know what? Every week is better and better for the country, for the world, and for us here on Real America's Voice News. It might not seem that way, but maybe this is the only show that brings you the good news that happens. I don't know. Maybe this is the only uh, show that, 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 that looks back at what we've accomplished since November 3rd. Maybe this is the only show that leaves you with a laugh and a smile. I don't know. But we are winning, and we are shifting the tides and the winds of this country. Now, I want to play a video for you that my producer put together. Another short clip that, uh, that we share out over social media. I think it's hilarious. It's one of the funniest ones he's ever put together. So please put your hands together for our producer, Elisha. He's done a wonderful job, and he's got a heck of a name. Uh, I want to play you the latest short uh, clip that he made out of one of the shows. And this is Hunter Biden at the White House for Easter. You guys are going to love this. Get ready to laugh. Check this out. We're constantly talking and asking about where is Hunter? And we never really get an, we never really get an answer where Hunter is, but we are constantly always asking that question. By the way, whatever happened to Hunter? Where the hell is he? Where's Hunter? Where is Hunter? We're all asking that question. What I will highlight is where Hunter was on Easter Sunday because I think it's very important that you guys know where Hunter was on Easter Sunday. Here he was. This is a picture of Hunter. He was there. He was there right along with his dad. Look how bad he looks. Let me get this cursor quick. Look at his hair. Look how balding he's going around here. Now, just a few years ago, he wasn't even near this, ladies and gentlemen. This is what meth does to you. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Good Morning Meth, the only talk show dedicated to crystal meth and the meth lifestyle. (laughs) I've seen meth heads. I know what meth heads look like. This is a meth head. This is a guy who's doing crystal meth and either that or smoking at a lot of crack. One of the two. That's right. He was chasing around little kids with his father on Easter at the White House. That's where that loser was. Nobody's really talking about that. Everybody wants to talk about where he is. Well, he showed up at the Easter egg hunt at the White House without... His youngest daughter, the president's embattled son, was spotted smoking crack. I mean, (laughs) excuse me, during the annual White House Easter egg roll in Washington, D.C. this Monday, Hunter was seen with his youngest child from his current wife. Hunter's second youngest boy was not even invited. The family does not even own the little one because the child's mom was a stripper in D.C. who hooked up with Hunter. There were no reports on whether Hunter was using drugs that day. <laughs> but there were pictures of Biden's Secretary of State Blinken keeping an eye on Hunter. Let's go back to that picture that I showed you real quick. Check this out. Here is crackhead Hunter looking for rocks and looking for Parmesan on the ground. There is Secretary of State Blinken keeping an eye on this pedophile.
and this woman abuser and this drug addict, smackhead. <laughs> Great job, Eli, as always, keeping it funny. Hey, we got to have a good time here, right? Laughter still exists. Folks, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Visit JeremyHarrell.com. Help out the show if you can. Check out the new merchandise. Listen to some good MAGA music. God bless you, and I will see you Monday morning at 11 a.m. Have a wonderful weekend. God bless. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming, and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. Long as I'm bleeding, I'm never stop screaming that we first in America.